Diaz, everybody. Make some noise for Rick. The most recent golden ticket winner in the show's history. Fresh off of winning it three weeks ago, he's done a spot every week since then. I must warn you, he's a special, special creature. The guy is like if uh, I had no confidence. It's almost like he's sick. It's almost like he doesn't want to be here at all. He has a very defined, self-deprecating style. Make some noise for him. I love him. It's another new minute by the great Rick Diaz, everybody. Uh, we have a golden ticket winner that is ready to do a new minute for us, everybody. This guy has uh, made it. He started, what, four weeks ago and is killed every week. He has a very defined style that is different than everybody else. Not, not the most confident guy. He literally seems like he doesn't want to be here, like he's afraid to do stand-up comedy. But his, his execution is incredible. Make some noise for one of our new favorites, Rick Diaz, everybody. <laughs> Make some noise for Rick Diaz, everybody. Rick Diaz. Uh, oh, wow. A statue of me. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We are here for another episode of Canadian Talk. We have a big one today. For episode 69, we thought we'd bring in basically the biggest up-and-coming comedian in the world right now. Uh, don't ask that me. far, but thank you. You're welcome. Don't ask me, but somehow we got him to come on the show. So uh, just quickly before we start, and his name is Rick Diaz, by the way, R-I-C-D-I-E-Z. You can find him on Instagram at uh, sadmanrick. And uh, some of your up-and-coming shows are uh, Saturday the 4th. And just help me with some of these names, of course, because I don't know a lot of these clubs. Uh, yeah, go ahead. The BXL Co-Hop. Yeah, the co BXL is for Brussels. Uh, okay. abbreviation for Brussels. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be at the Co-Hop, uh, and I'll be uh, finishing the show there or close to ending the show because I have another okay. show prior in, and then on outside the, of Brussels. And, and then on Sunday the 5th, you'll be at uh, the... In Brussels, you'll be at the Pettit Kings on the seventh. Uh, Kings, yeah, yeah. At in Brussels on the seventh, you'll be at the Andre de Freitas. Andre uh, de Freitas, I'll be opening for him. He's a great uh, Portuguese comedian. Fantastic. He's, uh, been touring all over the place. He was at the Australian Fringe this year, if I understand correctly, and he's been just murdering all over the world. Hell yeah. Yeah, and, I'll and on seventh, well, the one I would like to point out is seventeenth and eighteenth November at the in Rotterdam at the Club Hauch. Okay, if you're in the Netherlands, they have the Stick Festival uh, happening on seventeenth and eighteenth November, and I'm going to be doing three shows there. So perfect, come round. Okay, so uh, today we have Rick Diaz. Um, you can of course see him. He is a golden ticket winner on Kill Tony, uh, which is no easy thing to do. Uh, you did five sets on Kill Tony from episode. 628 to 632 or something like that you got to perform on stage with with uh, people like shane gillis uh obviously tony henchcliffe uh you roasted sean o'malley the champion of mma in the world right now uh you basically called his hair you said oh at least i'm not insecure about my hair but that was pretty freaking funny uh you yeah. have been on podcasts such as the pocket stories with felix uh, you've been on the Dynamite podcast, the Kindred Kickoff podcast, and the Dynamite, and that's that's all funny uh, Austin podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I did okay. a few local uh, podcasts before I left. I was on Joke World as well. Fantastic. All right, so yeah, uh, yeah that's it. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thank I want to thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Uh, I really just, pleasure. yeah, uh, I really, it might be a pleasure for you, but it's more of a pleasure for me, and I just. I, uh, you know, guys like you, it's like I'm, it's like I'm watching you on a rocket ship and I'm down here on earth and you're, you're blasting off into somewhere else, you know, like with, with what you've accomplished on Kill Tony, it's, it's unlike, I've been watching Kill Tony since, since it began, Joe Rogan, since it began, you know, 13 years ago, I've seen every episode 
And I personally have never seen uh, a comedian do as well as you did on there. And I believe that that you if you uh, not no ifs that you are already there, uh, like you're going to be one of the the next big comedians. Uh, I think your style is incredible, kind of a, a self-deprecating style. And sorry, if you don't mind, I'll just talk your ears off here at the beginning just for a little bit, just to set the stage for the no problem. Um, <clears throat> You know, uh, you you seem like you're a gentle person, you know, a nice person, and then you go out there and, and you can roast with the best of them. You you know, you've said yourself that you believe that you're immune to roasting because that is sort of the persona that you do on stage, right? And uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I had this one last thing. Uh, just in honor of William Montgomery, I wanted to do yes, one sir. of his jokes. Uh, I've got a, a fortune cookie here real quick. And before we start, I just wanted to open that and see what it says. Let's see here. Hans Kim is going to get his ass kicked on December 31st. What the heck? That's strange. That's strange that a Vietnamese restaurant in Saskatchewan would know yeah. that, right? Yeah, I didn't so, know a fortune cookie. Vietnamese restaurants did fortune cookies as well. But, yeah, uh, they're getting information. Yeah, I don't know from... about that. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. All I know is I'm going to work hard for that. Yeah, that's going to be a great show. Hey, that'll be an arena show. That's on New Year's Eve, uh, and that'll be in Texas, right? Yes, it will be in Austin, Texas at the HEB Center. Yeah. Nice. Are you excited yeah. for that? I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Are you nervous? I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to do an arena. I've never done an yeah. arena. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited to be on that big of a show. Mm. Uh, and I'm just trying to uh, I'll try to do a good minute. That's about it. Yeah. Win or lose, I need to do a good minute. For sure. I've got a question for you. Are the glasses like a part of your persona or why not get LASIK? Oh, uh, because I went to an ophthalmologist several years ago and um, one of the best ophthalmologists in Belgium okay. to, uh, to, 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 to talk about LASIK. Mm -hmm. And he told me at the end of the conversation, he was like, if you were my son, I would tell you not to do it. Fair enough. So you have one of I have those, a problem. Yeah. I have a problem in my right eye. So like if they screwed up my left eye, I'd be done. Gotcha. Gotcha. Even if it's, uh, he told me like there's a less than 1% chance of any problem happening, but if, it's, if it happens, it'll be 100% for you. So for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to touch on a few of those things, just the major things with Kill Tony before we got going. But like, I have a few questions for you right off the hop. Um, All right. Let's see. Yeah. To do with podcast versus stand up, right? Because like, because technically right now, you are doing something that's different than stand up. Like I understand that Kill Tony, like Kill Tony's kind of gotten grandfathered in uh, as a podcast because of because Tony knew knew Rogan and you know it, it grew from there. So he kind of gets to call it a podcast because he has his little interview after the stand up. But ultimately, ultimately, this is something different. So I'm curious what what your take is on like the intersection of the two areas because I know for some of your writing process, I've heard you say that you like to do a co writing process which is very similar to what a lot of other great comedians do, like like Shane Gillis does it. That's what he uses his podcast for that. Um, and I'm curious if, if you are sort of pursuing a similar thing or what your take was on podcasts versus comedy, uh, how they're related, how they're different, which one is, you know. I mean, um, in terms of my comedy, I don't know if I understood the question correctly, but I'll try to answer what, from what I understood. Uh, I'm strictly writing one-liners. My target is to write one-liners all of the time. That's my act, and that's what I'm going after. Rick dies. Oh my goodness gracious, here he is, everybody. Things just picked up. One more time for Rick, everybody. All right. Uh, well, okay, I'm here to uh, bring the energy up. Uh, oh wow, a statue of me. I look like Spider-Man got bit by a normal spider. <laughs> I went to the cinema last weekend and I forgot to put my phone in silent mode and, uh, and nothing happened. <laughs> Did you guys know that when cats know they're gonna die, they look for a very quiet and isolated place to die away from the other cats? Yeah, they come to my place. <laughs> time ever on the show. The first time the Protect Our Parks boys get to see him. Make some noise for Rick 
Diaz, everybody. Rick Diaz. Rick Diaz, 213, 219. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I took the bus the other day, and, I, and it was full. So I sat on a priority seat, and nobody said anything. Yeah, that's it. I took an online personality test. I failed. <laughs> yeah. I look like Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, I had an imaginary friend. I called him Dad. <laughs> yeah. I never asked for consent. I never ask for consent. I beg for consent. <laughs> this one time after a show, a lady came up to me and she got really close to me and she whispered right in my ear, she whispered, I want to dominate you. And I was like, lady, it's gonna happen organically? <laughs> my safe word is yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Rick Diaz. This is your guys' first time, Dr. Phil and Sam Talent, your first time seeing the newest golden ticket winner. He's only in town for a little bit. He's got to get back to Brussels in a couple weeks. This is Rick Diaz, everybody. Make some noise for Rick. You're already laughing. I haven't said anything yet. That's, that hurts my soul. I've recently started seeing someone. Uh, she hasn't noticed yet. Yeah. Every time I hear a child cry, I run as far away as possible. I learned that from my father. I met this girl and she told me she was uh, open-minded. And I uh, changed her mind. <laughs> yeah, I never take dick pics. Unless uh, I see a really nice one. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Dr. Phil. <laughs> I called the suicide hotline and a very nice guy called Mark picked up the phone and he, was, he really listened to me. He really listened to me. I felt so listened to for the first time in my life. And at the end of our conversation, I had to convince him not to kill himself. Amazing. Rick Thank Diaz you. on brand. Greatness. Your next comedian is a, uh, the most recent golden ticket winner in the show's history. Fresh off of winning it three weeks ago. He's done a spot every week since then. I must warn you, he's a special, special creature. The guy is like if uh, I had no confidence. It's almost like he's sick. It's almost like he doesn't want to be here at all. He has a very defined, self-deprecating style. Make some noise for him. I love him. It's another new minute by the great Rick Diaz, everybody. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. uh, I've been trying to get rid of my toxic masculinity. Uh, I really miss COVID. I miss COVID. During COVID, people were staying six feet away from me, which was closer than before. Uh, I wouldn't hurt a fly if I tried. Uh, I tried. Yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, does anybody here have a sexual bucket list? I can help. I don't have a sexual bucket list. I have a sexual bucket. And it's full. Of tears. From Hans Kim. Thank you very much. I've been sad man Rick. Rick Diaz. Uh, we have a golden ticket winner that is ready to do a new minute for us, everybody. This guy has uh, made it. He started, what, four weeks ago and is killed every week. He 
has a very defined style that is different than everybody else. Not not the most confident guy. He literally seems like he doesn't want to be here. Like he's afraid to do stand-up comedy, but his, his, his execution is incredible. Make some noise for one of our new favorites, Rick Diaz, everybody. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, this chick told me I have a big dick energy. Uh, just the energy, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> my love language is... Nope. <laughs> Every time I make love, I prefer to turn the lights off. This way I can pretend that I'm with uh, someone... <laughs> Yeah, I have an embarrassing sex story. I have an embarrassing sex story. Well, she has an embarrassing sex story. I had sex. <laughs> yeah. When my ex left me, she told me, I know who you are. I know who you really are. And then she left me without telling me who I was. <laughs> I'll wrap it up there. Rick Diaz. I'm, I'm working on a few bits that may be longer for down the line, but the, the style I want to pursue is one-liners. So when I'm saying I'm co-writing, what I'm saying is I'm working on my ideas. I'm writing them. And if my friends have time, I'll meet with a couple of them. And, they'll, and we'll go over each of the bits that we're working on and I'll help them with what they're doing and they'll try to help me with what, what I'm working on. And that's about it. There's no, I'm not live talking on a podcast and then throwing subjects out and then seeing if oh, out of that, I'm going to end up with a bit. Yeah. But yeah. if I did do a podcast and I had a good idea come up that could potentially sound like a joke to me, I'm going to write it down for later to work it on and refine I, it, of course. I yeah. find that that happens more than than you would even imagine. It happens constantly. Uh, it does happen constantly, but it's not that much part of my process. I mean, it is, it, it has happened to me to have conversations and out of that, I end up with a joke, but for yeah. the most part, I'm just actively, actively writing. Like just, you I'm gonna you. try to write jokes now. Yeah, gotcha. I was gonna mention, I forgot to mention this before we started, but just so you know, I'll quickly, I'll clip this section out right here also. Um, sure. anything you say on this, like you have full control, by the way, feel free to say whatever you want. And, uh, if you're later, if you're like, oh, I don't like that fully your control, all of it can be taken out. No questions asked. Okay. So I just all wanted right. to get so to about... say that <clears throat> if I pull my dick out, please keep it in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's on you, buddy. That's on you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I did not expect that. Okay. I don't usually sit here in my studio, so I, I wasn't expecting that piece of wood behind me. Dude, that, that sounds extremely painful. Did you hit the corner? No, it actually wasn't painful at all. I, I hit the corner, okay. but it, I barely felt it. It's Canadian uh, head, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Right? Apparently, uh, I was just watching uh, um, Joe List's set from last night. Oh, yeah. Apparently, he oh, thinks well. Canadians are pretty ugly. So. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> if Joe List says that, he knows. Then it's true. He's talking about right. He's the king. He's Louis C.K.'s uh, confidant or whatever uh, we're supposed yeah. to call him nowadays. Um, I love I love Joe List. I love Joe List. One of the one of the highlights for me on Kill Tony was to be able to meet Joe List on my last episode. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I like him a lot too. He was, yeah, yeah. His uh, his film that he made with Louis Fourth uh, of July, I thought it was just oh, great. Amazing. Yeah, it's an amazing film. Hey. Uh, uh, I, uh, it was funny though. I, I sent, I mean, he's an, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he really doesn't like Canadians. I sent him a message one day. I said, Hey, gr I said, great movie. Uh, I never knew you could be a better comedic actor than comedian. Cause I thought I yeah. think he's just an amazing comedic actor. I, but I didn't mean it as an insult to his comedy, but I think he took it that way. But uh, he probably yeah. took it that way. He's exactly. been working on comedy for 20 years. Uh, exactly. That, that's <laughs> my bad again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So who are some of your inspirations in comedy? Um, it's funny. I was thinking a little bit about that, that today. I think one of uh, one of my inspirations is uh, that's not obvious is uh, '80s manga. Okay. 
where uh, a lot of That's manga good. in the 80s where uh, characters shifted in size and the mood. Okay. Manga. And people it, are shitting on me. And some people me. are shitting on me online. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. That is that is anime? Yeah, anime. Yeah, manga is the paper version. Anime is the animated version. Got you, um, got you, got you. I'll, I'll say manga just because... Uh, I know okay. I'm mispronouncing it for um, saying the wrong word. I don't know for what all I'm fellow mixed... nerds out there. Yeah. yeah, sorry for interrupting. That's the one part of the problem, no problem. with the video podcast. Uh, I, honestly, I've never heard of manga before, but I feel like if I yeah. search my memory for what I thought it meant, it meant like porn. I thought it was like anime porn. No, no, no. That's a hentai. Hentai. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the animated uh, porn, but that's yeah. not what I'm referring to at all. Yeah, no, no, like th they had a lot of characters that would have like um, they were they would be comedic, but then they will change their whole demeanor depending on context. And uh, and to me, I feel like I've grown up with that. It's so embedded in who I am that um, you know people give me criticism. Some people for switching personalities during my sets on Kill Tony, you know, but it's like it is part of the act. It yeah. is part of. I'm this person now and I'm this person. It's all part of the same person. You yeah. Know? In terms of comedic uh, inspirations, I mean, you know, just name all of the greats and I guess I like them all. There's no, you know, yeah, comedians yeah, like, I've, I've re that have resonated more than others, but that's it. Yeah, for sure. Like, I know that, uh, and based on what you've said and based on what I've seen, you know, you're, you're emulating guys like Mitch Hedberg. You're not emulating them, but you're similar to Mark Normand. And... Um, uh, uh, one thing that I had heard you said in the past is you are a large fan of uh, Gerard Carmichael, right? Um, a huge, he's amazing. Huge fan, yeah. I had actually never heard of him. You, went, you've been digging. I don't even know where I wrote that. <laughs> that was on, you said that on Pocket Stories uh, with... Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, though, um, I was going to say, I, I checked it out last night because I saw you say that. And I couldn't believe the 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 production quality and his style it truly is it's the opposite of yours it's sim it's more similar to mine where i literally just talk and then hopefully eventually i land on a laugh you know he, his last special it was produced and or directed by uh bo burnham oh exactly that's you know it's, it's they're funny. working together yeah yeah and, <laughs> oh that's uh, i think they're doing amazing they're doing that's something great. amazing they're pushing the boundaries of stand-up and i find that super interesting you know absolutely Absolutely. Me too. A couple comments I had on it was, uh, it's, fun, it's funny, it leads into my next question. I was going to ask you about Bo Burnham because I, uh, you know, I know you are a little bit critical of him in his use of I? so many, pro uh, I would say so just from what I've heard, but in his use of props, uh, you've critiqued that and, and that you believe maybe his, uh, his act isn't, is more well suited for video than live. I wouldn't say uh, criticize. That'd be a okay. word that I wouldn't want clip that I'm saying gotcha. I'm critical of Bo Burnham. I okay. love what he does. Okay. I love what he does. What, what, I, what I want, I actually am a fan of Bo Burnham. Gotcha. Um, huge fan. But, and, and, it's, and I'm not, it's just, it's maybe it's a misinterpretation. Maybe I'm, I'm, I could even express my thoughts correctly. But I felt like some of his last specials are geared more to be, they, they, would, they wouldn't work on stage. That, they only I, work I on agree. Video. And that's his choice, you know? Yes, yeah. yes. I agree. And when you said that, I was like, oh, finally somebody saying that, because that's what I had always thought as well. But but I am consuming him through video, so I'm thoroughly enjoying it. For sure, for but sure. But I, I wouldn't know how to translate that to a stage format. That's yeah. all. All right. Well, thanks for setting me straight on that. Uh, I was yeah, no curious as well. Um, you started your stand-up career. Uh, you, so you, mm -hmm. you were born in Spain, so you're basically like a modern day Spanish conquistador coming over, you were bored with the South America. So you now you want to take over the North Americas, right? And you're doing no, it. I'm not a, you're gonna I'm not a conquistador it. at all, but yeah. No, is, is, no. Uh, and you grew up in no, Belgium. I don't plan on, on committing a genocide or- No, not or, uh, I mean, just a genocide in comedy. Or basically. enforcing a religion on anyone or- Fair know. enough, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just started, plan on, yeah. So you started your stand-up career in Thailand. I'm curious, Yes. What made you do that? Like, if you don't mind giving me a bit of a story behind why you chose there or what was happening. No, no, no. I was, I was living in Thailand. Um, I was living in Southeast, in Asia and Southeast Asia since 2011. I lived in several countries for, for work, just for my daily work. Okay. And uh, I was in Thailand uh, for uh, five years. And I've been loving stand-up since I'm a kid. So it's not like, uh, yeah. you know, I was ju it just happened that I was in Thailand and I wanted to go see stand-up. 
and there was a comedy club uh, about two um, subway equivalent stops from where I lived. And I went on the website to buy tickets and they just said comedy workshop this weekend. And I wanted to get out. So I thought, well, maybe I'll meet some people, make new friends, do something interesting. And I just went to the workshop. And one week later, I was doing mics. Yeah, that's it. Nice, nice. It must have been yeah. because, you know, me as well as a lifelong uh, fan of stand up. And I'm similar to you in that uh, as I started my life, by the way, I don't know your age. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Oh, that's a mystery that will mystery. remain unsolved. Okay, cool. Um, I was curious. Uh, so, because I, I worked for a lot of my early life, like my 20s, mm. and then stand up has been sort of a release from that. And you, I don't know, do you, do you call, do you consider yourself a diplomat or, a, or is that what you were called or? Well, not now. No. Uh, I've, I've had a diplomatic status in the countries that I've worked in, but I've never had a diplomatic passport. Got you. Got you. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. So you're like a diplomat and that's like a very stuffy job. Just like me. I'm an, I'm a engineer and man, that was stuffy. Yeah. Like I, I uh, literally take... just Sorry, literally doing contracts all day long, Excel sheets all day long, templates all day long. That's me too. Just... Me too. Yeah. And have for me, I had to manage a bunch of like adult absolute idiots. Like, cause I worked in the construction industry. So it was just a bunch oh, of wow, like, yeah really tough i shouldn't call them idiots but just essentially tough people. no they're not idiots at all but yeah, yeah. tough people to manage yeah. tough people to manage oh yeah and yeah. uh so uh comedy was a nice change of pace for me on that so you, you were oh, living God. in thailand and you just decided to to switch things up hey i didn't really switch it up i, I kept my job kept um, your job and we're like oh held, held my job until until it's natural that put that position until it's natural end and got a new position um in brussels and moved back to belgium I uh, just kept doing comedy here. Nice. Yeah. Um, wh why, why Brussels for your job again, right? You were just kind of following yeah, your yeah. job. Um, yeah. What's it, what's it like to live in Brussels? Like, what's it like there? Cause I know it's, it's a strange country. It's sandwiched. It's, you know, it's beside Germany. It's, it's sort of a, a high tense area for the most recent history, you know, of human beings. I mean, People think of Belgium as this stereotypical joke country without a real identity. But at the end of the day, it is a tiny country that's multicultural, multilingual, multilingual. Um, it, because of their relation, how they acted during the Second World War. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was actually going to they, 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 they managed to preserve a lot of the architecture and preserve a lot of the infrastructure. So in a way, it was it wasn't long term. It wasn't a bad decision. I mean, yeah. For a lot of people that died and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there, but um, yeah. it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Um, it's still got, uh, it's pretty densely populated. Uh, Brussels itself is now about 2 million people, uh, without in, in, including all the suburbs. Um, it's got nice, uh, nice green areas. I mean, not like Canada, of course, you know, like we can't compare to that, but like I live by, by a forest. I could just, I can just see the trees from my window. I got really clean air. Nice. It's really pretty. Uh, it's just it rains a lot and the weather is kind of gray for most of the year. But besides okay. that, it's just really pleasant. People are chill and welcoming. It's not it's not like hardcore and being like, who are you? Like people are just pretty nice overall. That's what everybody that comes to Belgium says. OK, yeah, because I was very curious. Like, I'll tell you an anecdote that I thought of that I originally thought was funny, but then I found out it was inaccurate. But because uh, mm. I originally thought you were Belgian and I was like, oh, yeah, I could have been. Exactly. Because to do with your personality and stuff, I was like, it was I was it was interesting. And then I, I started thinking of Belgium because I was like, how does such a small country survive when when you have what happened with the German expansion and all that? And I was like, there must just the people who are there must just be real like like you, you know, real tough, tough people where like, I don't know if they're tough. I wouldn't say they're tough, but they are crafty and devious. OK, <laughs> diabolical. I'd say that. And yeah. I say that as a compliment in this case, but yeah, I don't yeah. consider them tough one bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I do consider them smart though. Cool. They're smart people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Belgium has a huge uh, culture of um, comic strips, of comic books, and of humor for decades. So there's a lot of humor in Belgium, not stand up, but definitely it's a, it's a country that has, uh, where a lot of humorous content has been created. And do they speak English? Many, right? many good writers here. Uh, no, I mean, people do speak English if they've learned it, but uh, for the most part, they will either speak Dutch or French. Dutch or French, gotcha. 
Um, there's a third official language technically, but it's such a very small pocket of population that speaks German. Cool. Um, did you go to university at all? Uh, did you take any formal yeah. education? What did you take if you don't yeah, mind yeah, asking? Yeah. I studied uh, economics and then I had a master's in environmental management. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah. are you big on global warming? I mean, I worked on global warming issues. Oh, shit. I don't know what being big on it is. Like, do, do, do I acknowledge the reality of the science? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I don't know if that's being big on it. Yeah, but like, uh, I guess big. what I mean by asking you if you're big on it uh, as a political issue, um, do you believe that it's something that, uh, and I, this is aside from comedy, if you don't mind. Uh, sure, no problem. It, it, do you believe that the environmental issue is something that needs to be tackled very quickly and we need to be on top of things, taxation, or do you believe it's something that is is best dealt with in sort of a, a reactionary way where we we test the limits we see what happens and then we are, then we, are, we do yeah i understand what the science already, says they say we're already past no, no, no. we are already late we're already we late already exactly. late we yeah. are already in a reactionary mode right now does it bother you that uh a lot a lot of the world is sort of anti-nuclear why would it because nuclear power is so clean and many people like, uh, as far as my understanding is a lot of the leading people yeah. in the technology side of the, the solutions for this believe that if we just switched over to nuclear everywhere, problem delayed, problem severely delayed, like, which is a good. Oh yeah. I mean, if, if we could uh, have a nuclear energy without having nuclear weapons, it's the cleanest form of energy, but exactly. it does come at a, at a huge risk of accidents. So like, exactly. Yeah. Potential trade-off is pretty bad in terms of it's, if, there's, if it's properly used, it's incredibly clean. Mm -hmm. I'm not against nuclear energy. Cool. All right. So um, where do you like to get your info from? Like, let's say you were to take in some some data on a day-to-day -day basis. Do you watch any, uh, like, information shows, news shows, anything like that? No. I no. stopped watching the news about two years ago. Really? And wh how has yeah. that been? Uh, well, I mean, I, I realized that a lot of the news I was consuming was uh, being clickbaity and it was triggering my anxiety at all, uh, a lot. And at that time I was going to therapy and I realized that I could just stop watching the news. And if there's anything that's really significant, people talk about it. So I, I'll hear about it and then I can just go read about that thing instead of yeah. having to consume 30 minutes to an hour of news of a bunch of things that don't really concern me directly but are just like just digging into all of my insecurities to make me feel anxious and bad about myself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, what I the just news stopped is watching so... the news. Yeah. Yeah. The news is so good at that. Um, yeah. But I, I do read the things I need to read for my work, uh, but that's, but it's being provided to me. I don't need to, to volunteer for clickbait. Yeah. That's smart. I think that's a, that's a good, good thing to live by. Preserve your mindset. I don't you know. know. It's working for me. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, if, definitely. If some is. people can read the news without uh, getting anxious. Um, good for them. Good for yeah. them. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Okay, I got two sort of questions for you here. Just promise you won't get upset yeah. with me. I'm not. I'm not in any way trying to attack comedy as a whole. I'm just curious no on problem. on your take on it. Um, do you believe that like the modern view of the comedian? You know, it's it's very positive right now. People believe that. Comedians are essentially the philosophers of the new age, the, the secular preachers of the new age. Do you believe that that's, that's true? Or do you believe that that's a little bit trumped up? I believe that there are incredibly, there, there are comedians who are incredibly good writers who write very remarkable and well put out thoughts in a form that's comedic, but just well, good ideas are, are expressed to people and maybe it helps them think. Some of them yeah. are philosophers and a bunch of them are idiots. And if you only knew who they are behind the scenes, you would never listen to a word they say. <laughs> so true. So true. Yep. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, I definitely it's agree. the same way. You, you choose. Yeah. You choose how you consume your information. You know? Exactly. I don't think you should. I think it's, it would be, I won't say stupid, but if your only source of information is comedians, <laughs> you are going to run into problems. Probably. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm glad that okay, I'm glad that one didn't upset you. So uh, do you have do you have any uh, like, oh, you, you don't take in the news. So you wouldn't have like a favorite uh, academic influencer. Hey, like you don't 
like Jordan Peterson or Sam Harris or any of these types? Of I know guys? who I know who they are. Yeah, okay. I know who they are. Do you have any yeah. favorites? I, I'm sure they would like to hear hear it. <sighs> Joe List. Joe List. Okay, got you. Joe um, List. One I'm a Tuesday. That's the only, That's one of the few podcasts I still listen to. That's a great to be podcast. Honest, really, like, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's on my list. I listen to it every week as well. Yeah. Um, and he's got his all his other podcast on psychology, uh, Full Metal Jacket, I think. Oh, okay. So. I've never heard of that one. I, I only just know his other one with uh wait, oh yeah, two Tuesdays with stories. That's with Mark Normand. Yeah. He doesn't yes. he doesn't have his own solo pod, hey? He not that I know. Okay, cool. Um I had a question yeah. for you that's a little bit specific. Uh it is Go about it. your your uh purported biggest bomb ever. Uh, at the Gong yeah. Show in the Comedy Store in uh, I got London. the clip. Oh, you, you were able to get the clip. Cool, cool. I uh, got the clip like two weeks ago, finally. I wrote them a one last chance email and they said, uh, oh, we, I marked it as sent. So that I thought it was done. Oh, oops, oops, yeah. Oops, no, but like I'm... eight months later. And yeah, I'll, I'll release it. I'm, I'm waiting for, uh, I'm waiting for the right moment. I don't know. I, I, I don't know when the right moment is. I'm just, I'm just like, uh, I have it. I'm definitely going to put it out. Yeah, uh, his moment, this is what he was doing. Yeah. All the best comedians that came through there, he was just stashing away their videos and hoping for you guys to die so that, that he would own them. That's all he was doing. Not shady, shady. Um, yeah. So uh, you, I had not heard the joke that you said that when you went up there the second time, you got gonged immediately. I was curious what the joke was that you told. Well, Wait and see until I release the video. Okay, you release the clip. Okay, so you're not, you're not going to say it here. All right. It's a, it's a, it, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. I said it on Kill Tony, and it killed. And oh, good. I, every time I say it on stage, it murders. Okay. I was just facing a crowd of drunk assholes. Yeah. And and what happened was um, the guy that went on before me. Uh, you can find him online at uh, at Rob Does Comedy. R O B Does Comedy. Yep. He murdered, right? So he went on, he murdered. I had met him a couple of uh, months prior at some shows I did in London, at one show I did in London. And like, I knew he was funny and I knew he was struggling. He was like, you know, one of these uh, comedians who's just struggling, just working hard and hard and just struggling. And he went on before me and he just murdered, right? So I knew, okay, it's a gong show, which means the crowd is waiting to gong someone. If they let this one through, they're gonna gong me yeah no matter what right so it's like i don't know what chance i have of, of, of hanging on and i think for the for the crowd itself it was hilarious to just gong me off yeah but i imagine hurt. it's done it's done you know yeah like, it was just it's done but yeah i'll release the clip because i think it's uh it's it's a fun clip to watch cool Cool. With hindsight, <laughs> yeah, just, at that moment it was just trauma. But. Yeah, just pure trauma until you succeed. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, which, which, which was, which goes back to one of my fears on Kill Tony doing when they offered me all of these shows in a row. I was like, I can't bomb now. Yeah, for, for exactly. Five weeks straight. Yeah, yeah. I imagine. I imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still, I do think though that you still like near the end of your your appearances on there. If I could just say something. Uh, you know, you were kind of like, oh, if you'll have me back, if you'll have me back. I think you don't need to be asking that. I think, you know, you should be more like they will. You're going to be on that show for as long as you want to be on that show, I, in my opinion. Uh, that's uh, how I also do it with jobs. It's mechanics I have. Like, I never know if people respectful. are going to actually hire me or not. And I also want to plant the seed that it could not happen from my end. Absolutely. But I think I was assertive enough on enough things on Kill Tony. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think sort of is a, is a nice way to put it. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious also because uh, you mm. you mentioned that one of your favorite comedians was one of you shared one that I like a lot, and that's Tim Dillon. And I was yeah, curious yeah. Uh, what you like so much about him because actually I, I imagine you're gonna because he's an opposite sort of comedian to you. Yeah, I so. mean I I haven't consume Tim, Tim Dillon's material avidly and I can't say that I'm a Tim Dillon connoisseur but what I what I do know is I saw him live at, at Mothership while I was there and uh, he went on two people before me at the crew show on, on, on the little boy room and just the way he attacked the stage and the way he just got something out of the audience that was four times louder than any other comedian 
before him or after him, yeah. I was just mesmerized. I was just mesmerized. I was just like, that's, that's, you know, you want. Like, this, is, this is where everybody is, and this is where Tim Dillon is right now. It was just Absolutely. not even a question. Totally, totally. It's amazing, yeah. You know, I, I've seen him do his live shows and his stand-up, and yeah, he carries a confidence that I think potentially only gay guys can have. Uh, like, know. you know, when you've been embarrassed to that extent, like when you've uh, experienced yeah. um, that level of embarrassment or whatever, when you come out to your friends and family, I believe that that brings you to a whole nother level, just like what they say about head trauma, you know, with Mitch, with Mitch Hedberg or whoever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, my next question was going to be, I lost it here. What was I going to ask you? Um So what, Russell Hicks, where is he at now? Where are you at with that? Do you still want to open for him? No, yeah, no. So far he's got, he doesn't have the, the his schedule uh, set yet. We've been talking. I, I emceed for him uh, a few months back in Brussels. Okay. Uh, I remember yeah. what I was going to ask you. Um, in terms yeah. of, uh, like, bringing yourself to the next level, uh, you've, you've, you, you, you've said that you want to find out what things you can do to get there. Um, like, yeah. like what Tim Dillon has done, uh, you know, with podcasts, with, with doing live podcasts, with doing podcasts every week so that you keep your voice tuned in, you know, mm -hmm. um, have you at all, and you've said that you want to have potentially your own show. What's our uh, podcast? I wouldn't say show. Okay, yeah. got you. That's that's now podcast. Okay, cool. Do you have uh, any ideas or like, would you do a shtick or would you do keep a podcast pure? Would you have it just be conversation? No, I would have a, pod a pure podcast. Yeah, conversational, yeah. long form. Yeah, I know. I, I have I have a friend I want to do it with. Um, we're we're gonna do it. It's just been a bit. Um, I've just been so busy, and he's been busy with other stuff. He's a comedian here, based in Brussels, based out of Brussels as well. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine and, um, you've been so busy. Like, I can't. I would. I can't yeah, even yeah, imagine. Yeah. yeah. But my but my YouTube has been growing, so that's been good. Which means now I could. Uh, it's 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 interesting now for me to put out long format videos. Yeah. Because so, yeah, it was well, before no, it wasn't. Yeah. 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 Like before I let you go here, I had a few just a few finishing questions. Uh, like, yeah, go for it. Like um, no rush. Uh, you know, because I, I I tried to look up a YouTube channel for you and I couldn't find it necessarily. So I was actually curious what, what my channel. Yeah, your YouTube channel. You Sad Man Rick. Everything is Sad Man Rick. Okay. Because you, did you know, if you type, if you just type Rick Diaz into the search bar in YouTube, it does not come up. So well, you typed it wrong, I guess. Oh, maybe. maybe okay. Maybe it was my fault. <laughs> it's in the name. I mean, you can yeah, check yeah. it later, but uh, yeah, the algorithm seems yeah. to be missing it. So thought well, I'd People are finding it though, because I'm Good. growing nicely. Oh yeah. What did it? My, 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 my YouTube is growing now faster than my Instagram. Wow. That's amazing. right now. It's bizarre, but yeah, it is growing faster in terms of subscribers. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. I have, I have one short, I have one short that's gone viral, which is uh, the clip I posted of me roasting uh, King Kongdom. Yes. Very, very funny. <laughs> and that one is now at 5.6 million views for some reason, which for Holy me is insane, an insane number. Yeah. I, I for other people, it's small, it's peanuts, but for me, it's the biggest thing I've ever for sure i've ever done yeah for sure yeah you're you're in the door yeah. you're in the door yeah congratulations on on the enormity of your success it's it's pretty amazing it's not enormous yet like you know now there's already a new golden ticket winner uh yeah true heath <laughs> cordis yeah, yeah heath cordis uh heath cordis he, he's gonna funny. come on the show as well uh yeah. he is quite an interesting little act you know he he, he in himself he's he a, is a little act yeah yeah <laughs> I yeah. love him. I love him. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves him. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I got to meet him before. Uh, I got to see him perform and briefly meet him before I, while, while I was in Austin. Yeah. So I'm happy for his success. Cool, cool. Um, I, I've got two little things written here that I had never seen you write a joke on, and I was curious. I was just going to ask you and throw them out there for you for your for the future. Um, Go do for you, it. Do you know who DJ Qual is? I should know. Dizzy who DJ Qual Dizzy is. Gillespie. Uh, Dizzy Gillespie, yes, I know. Or is that, am I saying the right word? I think that's his name. Dizzy, Dizzy Gillespie something. No, no. He was in that movie, The New Guy. Oh, I know. DJ Qualls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in uh, Euro Trip or whatever. Okay, well, yeah. Because I'd, yeah. I'd never seen you make any type of jokes 
involving him and i was like that would be right you mean, on. Uh, in terms of me looking like him because you look exactly you know whatever yeah right? yeah i know yeah. i've been told that since since he came out on the scene i the thing is i feel like he's not uh, hyping as hard right now yeah he's fallen off a little bit yeah and so i don't think uh it's worth it. I mean, if people want to roast me and use that reference, I think it'll be funny if they make it funny. Yeah, yeah. I just have nothing funny to say about him. I, I kind of like him. Yeah, for sure. And for I sure. don't know what I would say, you know, like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to just diss, diss him for no reason. Yeah, got you. Got you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another yeah. funny line I thought of was, uh, you don't have a jawline, you have a jaw splotch. Thank you. <laughs> and fuck you, by the way. <laughs> hey, I thought you were resilient to, to, to roasting. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought you were resilient to insults. <laughs> I, I am too. Um, yeah, no, no problem, no problem. Yeah, go cool. for it. Uh, so you are a fan of mixed martial arts. I'm a fan of watching them. Yeah, I'm completely yeah. incapable of performing them. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, me too. I did, I did judo as a child. I did some judo as a child. Um, but no, yeah, now I'm have done with that. Have you ever been in a fight? Uh, I've been in a push around. I guess. A push around. I haven't been in a proper fight. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair no, I haven't enough. been in a fight. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah, me too. Honestly, the only fights I've ever been in were on the ice. So, I don't know yeah. if you can call I it. I think it. one of the most beautiful things that's happened to me since uh, since uh, the Kill Tony thing was yeah, Sean O'Malley was a big thing for me. And then since then, I get a easy. You know, Israel Adesanya followed me on Instagram. Wow. And wow. that's been, I was almost, I was so happy. I was just so like overwhelmed with emotion. It was just, just incredible I, oh, for me. Like personally, it was just hey. like, oh my God. Yeah. 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 That's how happiness yeah. works. It is experienced personally. Yeah. Like, I, what, uh, what else? Like, feel free to brag. Like what else has happened? I'm not bragging. It was just one of those moments where like this guy is all, is all about the hero story and he understands what I'm doing. You know, like he understands the like the, the marketing, the, the, the promotion aspect, the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And he lived in China. I lived in China. So like, it's, it's a few things that I, I really like, it touched me. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. What are other things that what? Sorry. Um, uh, I was going to say, uh, shit, I lost it. Um, so when you, what, what made you decide to be, uh, so adamant about the one-liner style. Uh, I understand it's just what works for you. I get that. But do you think that uh, you'll ever sort of be more like a Tom Segura or Burt Kreischer ever? I mean, I will never reach uh, those weights. But uh, yeah, I don't think I'll ever be like them uh, comedically. Um, okay. I think uh, they're both really big and really funny uh, in different ways. Like, I feel like uh, Tom Segura is a slightly more of a technician than Bert Kreischer, even though Bert Kreischer is definitely underrated as a, as a writer. Um, but no, I like doing one-liners. I just enjoy it. I, when I started, when I started doing standup, every time I tried to do something longer, people were telling me that my one-liners were better. So I started to focus on it. And the more I focus on it, just the more I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. I, so I'm trying to do other things, but I have no expectations. I just want to write what's funny to me and I'm not putting any limitations on me. I'll do one liners for as long as I want to do them and I'll do something else if I want to do something else. Gotcha. So ever since the, the kill Tony thing, what was a, a greater influx, the influx of DMS from girls or the influx of DMS from comedians? Uh, no, neither. It was neither. the influx of DMs from people telling me murder hands Kim. <laughs> no, for real. It was just like, come on, like, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. It was, that was it. Yeah, it was a bit bizarre. It was like, okay, it's, it's, a, it's That's a challenge. Funny. And, uh, yeah, the, the, I don't want to beat him, but yeah. Oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Uh, but yeah, you guys are both great comedians, you and Hans. No, a lot of comedians wrote to me and they were uh, very happy about it. Um, but it was uh, a lot of random people just contacting me and just uh, saying how, you know, they, they all work in offices and like, well, you know, they're like, you're living our dream. Like you, 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 you did it. Like you're, you're doing what we want to do, you know? So well, you killed, like, you killed Tony. You killed Tony. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, only other, other people have and other people will. Yeah, other sorry. people have. Uh, yeah. Do you know who yeah. uh, Michael Malamud is? No, no. He is, uh, he is a comedian. He's the only one to ever do it on Kill Tony. This happened about uh, six months ago, I would say. 
he went up Crazy. on stage and he didn't say a single word the whole time. And oh, he, I heard about him. I didn't hear that. Yeah, he told the legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, he's a legend. Yeah, yeah. Him and, uh, and do you, are you aware of Casey Rocket? Yeah, yeah. The, him I met, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping to get him on the show as well. I, I, those are two of my favorites from uh, Kill Tony as well. Well, uh, I think... Well, is... I, I hope, he, I hope uh, Michael uh, talks during your podcast. He just yeah. face is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be much of a podcast, eh? Um, <laughs> okay, well, I've really enjoyed having you on. I've really enjoyed getting to no know problem. you. No uh, problem. It's been just a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, you're hilarious. You are going to be amazingly successful, uh, and I wish you the I'm going to be whatever I am. We'll see if I'm successful or not. All I can do is work and wait and see and uh, put my best foot forward. Absolutely. And I, I wish you the best of luck in that. So, yeah, thanks for everything. And, uh, yeah. And if, any, and if anybody actually watches your podcast, which I hope, uh, please stop telling me to murder Hanskin. It's, okay. it's my intention to beat him. Yeah. It's my intention to work hard to beat him. Um, but no need to put up, uh, send me also racist messages, uh, calling him Chinese or uh, other words. There's no need for any of that. Uh, I definitely want to beat, beat him. Mm. And I'm working hard on it. Yeah. And well, if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. Um, but, the messages uh, are probably going to yeah. keep coming because nobody listens to this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they will. They will. I no. hope they do. You'll yeah. clip it out and I'll post it anyway. So I hope I, hope I bring you some listeners. Awesome. Awesome. Well, okay. Well, uh, thank you very much. And uh, that is Canadian My pleasure. episode 69 out. Thanks for listening. And any questions or concerns for the show, as well as voice recordings and voice messages that you'd like us to listen to, or advertisement inquiries, please forward those along to CanadianTalkWithStefan at gmail.com. Thanks. We also have a website, stephanjackson.ca, where you can find a back catalogue of all our episodes, and we're also on YouTube, where you can find the video versions. <laughs>